Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Hello everybody, it is 7 o'clock on Friday Welcome to the Long Run Show live stream and podcast Brought to you by the 40 Runs Running Community and our generous sponsors Sketches. I'm Ian Wilkerson and tonight I am joined by Chris Ford, Sabrina Ahmed and Toby Frost And we are going to talk you through how to draw up your own marathon training plan There's plenty out there online but if you fancy doing it yourself, we're going to look at the fundamentals and the best way to do it, to go about doing that. So welcome along, everybody. We hope today is going to be very educational for you. You may notice that there's a little bit less facial hair on today if you are watching live on Facebook and YouTube. And Chris, I can only say that it's a massive relief. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Uh, I've just put it on YouTube, but get your questions in. We're going to be talking about marathon training plans. I'll come on to it in a sec. But yeah, it is a relief. But I think more than anything else, I just want to say thank you to everybody who sponsored us. We raised over, I think it was 500 quid or something, which was amazing. Uh, we didn't expect to do that. Um, but more importantly than anything else, we raised awareness about four important issues and four important issues, even, you know, not just from November, that carry on for the rest of the year. It's very important um, to talk about men and women's mental health, suicide prevention, men and women, and obviously, um, us boys in terms of testicular cancer and um, uh, prostate cancer awareness as well. So make sure you get yourself checked. It's really important. We did it for a reason. Thanks to everybody who supported us. But we don't want to stop talking about it just because we shaved off our moustaches. We're going to carry yeah. on talking about it. It's, you know, it's very, very, very important that we keep talking about these. So subjects. you weren't tempted to keep it then? Was there not one eye out of, oh, you know, perhaps I'm looking quite cool in my Tom Selleck look? No, because if I mean I'm quite lazy. I just don't shave, and then it gets to the point where Nick tells me off, and then I'll go and like trim it up a little bit, so kind of she goes doesn't notice it anymore. Or Scarlet will just turn around and go, "Dad, what's that? You look like a tramp." Usual, t- you know. And then I'll then make some small effort, and then I'll go back to default position, which is like you know, it's like if you'd have done this podcast five three minutes ago, there was like a mountain of washing, like literally a mountain of washing. This is drawing from my run earlier, by the way. But a mountain of washing that if she'd have seen it, I'll, I'll just get straight into that. You know, I mentioned before that big hole that she's dug me in the garden. That yeah. She will put me in one day. I might as well just got straight in it <laughs> and put all the t- I put all the clothes on top of it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just those little wins really. So like Hayden, uh, I've shaved it off because uh, I know yeah. he was scared for his life as well. 
So that might, and Hayden could be. Let us know uh, um, in the comments if Hayden's in your house tonight. That would be that would be great. Um, yeah, he could be anywhere. Absolutely, who knows? Yeah, he seems to be doing the rounds. We had a uh, nice chat with him last week when we were uh, doing the pub, and he was um, in the other room while his mates were watching the football. And he had to. He was rabbit sitting um, in the other part of the um, in another yeah. part of the house. So um, yeah, and he's yeah. I saw there was a poll knocking about that. Everybody thought that he pulled off the moustache better than all the rest of us. Oh, I, I can't argue, right. really. I'll make him right. He did, as always, looked annoyingly handsome with it. Um, but there you go. And changing uh, topics completely and totally unrelated, which well, kind of related because um, one of the people's got a moustache, uh, is that um, I've got to give a shout-out to the guys from Believe in the Run, Kafuzi, and all those guys who have been smashing it out in the running event. This, this There's a big event that goes off in, in Texas which is like one of my favorite places in the world. Mm. And they do all like the new shoe launches and stuff. Uh, and they've been, if you, if you're on social media and follow any of those guys, I could really recommend following, believe in the run. We obviously had Thomas on and Mike Kafuzi as well. They've come in putting loads of stuff out last couple of days from um, all that sort of stuff over there, all the new products and that. So I've got to give a, those shout out to those guys and obviously give a big shout out to sketches who've got some amazing products coming. We've got the new max road six, which we're all just like, Oh, yeah. that, that. Sabrina's face just lit yeah, up. I know. She's like, Do you remember that time when she said, I'm not wearing sketches? Yeah. Honestly, times have changed. May the 15th next year, I will be first in line. If there's a pre order, I'm happy to put an order in now. I'll pay a premium on them. I'm like, <laughs> She's going to fly over to Texas and get some. Yeah. You know what? That's not, if we can't get them here. Runny Warehouse, big shout out to him. If you want to sponsor this pod, let us know. What yeah. is it? What's the, how, how can I get in contact, Wilco? They can um, get us via the 40 Runs website at 40runs.com slash long run. Fill in the box, fill in your details, and we will get the message. Yeah, and Toby got a pasting as well uh, this week on um, the guys put out a video and upset somebody this week. If you've not seen the 361 review, admin, Cy, and Tobe took some shoes out for testing and upset some people. But as always, we do honest reviews on this channel. We don't really care if we give honest opinion we're not journalists not get paid to make these reviews um but that was little to do it was more the fact that people were actually hammering speed go for saying more than three words in that video which is quite amusing really so so have you got hammered in the comments i know you haven't seen them but trust me you got he hammered. can't win he gets hammered when he don't say anything and he gets hammered when he does yeah there's a thing i say he spoke that video is like i don't know five ten minutes long however long it is obviously we were on that run two hours we did 12 miles he spoke for the whole 12 miles so, if anyone wants to know if he actually talks, he does. does. Tom, so, do you want to say anything? Tonight? Not really, no. Not really. Although, I would say, if could everybody please follow Tobe on uh, Strava, because he's now he's now claiming that on Strava, that his weekly miles includes his walking. Now, this week, he went out and did a one and a half hour walk, and he's put that on Strava to prove that he's done more miles than me, which is which is... A blatant lie, Tobe. You've got more miles than me. You can't count walking. So let oh, us know Christmas in the comments. Run London. Wait. Let us know in the comments. Do you count walking? And there's nothing wrong with that unless your name's Toby Frost as weekly mileage. But Tobe, to try and get ahead of me because he's so competitive, uh, has put a walk around London on his driver this week. It's pathetic. Mm. Don't you? You should feel embarrassed, no? It was a run. If you were there, you would know. It wasn't a run. It was not a run. Right. But moving on, we've got a big weekend. Big weekend this weekend. Firstly, I'm not working, which is good news. Well, I'm working, doing other stuff, but I'm not even at work, which is great news. Um, but also, we are heading to Clapham Common. We are taking over, quite literally, Clapham Common Park Run tomorrow. There's over 100 of us heading to Clapham. I've got to get about 14 trains, two planes, a helicopter and eight buses to get there. But I'm getting there with because uh, and ends promised me a banquet. But we are heading there because Ben and Anen are celebrating. Now, get this, people, if you're listening to this. Stop if you're running and listen to this. They have been going to be running for a 1,000 days. One, just think about it, a 1,000 days. I the can't run for more than six. What? What's that, Wilco? They're not doing it continuously for a 1,000 days, but every no. day for a 1,000 day. days. And it's not like out. they're just doing half a mile around the block, right? Yeah. They are three or four miles a day plus races. For a thousand days, a thousand, just think about it, a thousand days. That's mental. Yeah, we met up at um, the Olympic Park Half Marathon last week and um, Ben was there and I was chatting to him about it. 
And um, yeah, he said he does five miles a day. Yeah. Mad. Yeah, that is mad. Amazing, oh, isn't it? I've just, by the way, I'll type. Yeah. Someone's just put a comment in. Someone's uh, asking about the big half. Rizwan about the big half. I've got a response from London Marathon Events on that. Because so, if you if you not listen to the show, what when was it? I was ranting. I got really upset with London Marathon. Two or three events. weeks ago. Yes. Uh, and he, and give them credit, right? Always give credit where credit's due. I give people a hard time in it. They came back and responded to what we said about um, our runner, who we won't name, but they did respond and say, in fairness to them, uh, where is it? So this was um, this was somebody who um, had a medical condition. They couldn't run. They wanted to defer and. They weren't allowed, even yeah. though they had a doctor's certificate. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that was it. Hang on. I've actually... <laughs> I've deleted yeah, Just bought much yourselves for a minute, folks. Yeah, I've, well, it's because I deleted the email. Oh, the, first, the first part of the question that's come through is, do we know when the big half will be taking place? Will it be March, April, just before London Marathon? Which yeah. is what we think, isn't it? We think it's yeah. going to go early next year because it usually yeah. goes kind of four yeah. weeks before the marathon. There's mm. no date confirmed yet, but yeah. as far as we know, it will be... Late March, I reckon, mid late March. Yeah. And it's up to you whether you want to do it. I wouldn't necessarily bother. But uh, I put this out there. So we contacted London Marathon Events um, and they were kind enough to respond. We, we told them what happened in terms of the runner and, and we disagreed with the fact that they weren't allowed to defer despite the fact of having uh, an operation and be able to present doctor's notes and et cetera, et cetera. So what they've responded, I'm going to read this in full to give them the, the, the opportunity. Uh, we understand how disappointing it is for someone to have a um, for someone to have a place in an event, but not be able to take part due to injury, illness, or life circumstances beyond their control. Like many events, the Big Half operates a no deferral policy, uh, which is communicated to everyone who signs up for the event via our terms and conditions. Any appeal, any appeals are considered on a case by case basis, it, uh, and then they go on to basically say that that runner can get in touch and they will review it, which is good news. Um, because that person lost their forty pounds um, from the div, it was a deferral kind of thing. So what they're saying is they're falling back to um, uh, the terms and conditions. I personally think again, thanks for them to respond to that, and they're entitled to that, and you know, fair play to them. But my personal opinion is those terms and conditions need to change. I think all this case by case basis is nonsense because it's the luck of the draw who you get. Because it yeah. could be someone's having a bad day or someone's like leaving the office. I think they should just say, you know, if you're able to present medical evidence that you can't run, then there should be. And all, all that runner was looking to do was just defer. So yeah. that's my sixpence on it. Other, As we know, other races do that. But mm. again, that's that's their thing. So all I would say to you guys is if you're booking the big half, be aware that if you're unable to take part, they're, they're likely, unless there's a case, you know, they're case by case basis, they're likely not to be able to... Um, yeah. let you defer it, so, also we ought to point out this week that in other london marathon events news they are they've um come to the rescue of the brighton marathon and yeah. um, they're going to be um they're going to be taking that on i think they've got a three-year deal to do that with an option for another two mm-hmm. years um obviously um grounded grounded events who were doing that they've run into financial problems we've um talked quite a lot on here about um the issues that very 40 runs members and other people have been out of pocket due to um, the problems that grounded events have had over the last few years. So um, seeing, I, I think seeing a reputable company taking over the event and we'll be able to write, I would be hopeful that um, the Bright Marathon will um, grow and continue to be a success under the stewardship of um, London Marathon. Yeah. Yeah, so let's. Oh, someone's just said it's in September. Apparently, it's on their their page. Um, uh, we've got somebody listening from New Zealand. Whereabouts in New Zealand? Let us know because I like New Zealand. I've been. And what there. time is it? I've got no idea, but let me know. Uh, it's in September, right? What else? What else? There's loads there's of stuff. The, there's one around the Olympic half from last weekend, which we were all at actually. Um, which says what happened at the Olympic half. It was a run for events. A surprise. Yeah, I heard that. I haven't heard that. I mean, yeah, I heard that. Somebody was saying when when I was waiting for Sai because uh, he, he decided to have a lay down with half a mile to go. Um, I heard that from some people coming through that they'd gone the wrong way. Now I don't know. Now the marshals and volunteers, I've got to give them a big shout out at um, that yeah. event. They were amazing last weekend. Yeah, they were. 
Um, so well done, run through and, and everybody who, who organized that. It was really good. So I don't know what happened and where that happened, but there was a lot of out and backs. So I'm guessing mm. at one of those out and backs and, you know, up and down the hills and stuff like that, um, that somewhere someone just probably took a right. And you know what it's like when you follow the herd, didn't you? So you you see somebody going right, you're going to follow them right because you're yeah. you're you're not really paying attention. So I'm guessing it's something like that, but I don't know the true extent of it. But I I, I did hear that. Um, I say when I, I did say we were up um, when I got to sort of like the velodrome, which was about the sort of like the six or the seven mile mark. Coming, having heard this now, I saw a couple of lads who were who you could tell were um, sort of like speedy. You know, they had the vest on and they were thin yeah. and about 23, 24, and they were discussing. Oh, that was me, Wilco. That was me. It was definitely not you. <laughs> you were late. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. And Watch the video on they Sunday. Were having a discussion with, um, they were having a discussion with a marshal, and, you know, obviously something had happened there and they'd gone the wrong way. Yeah, Can I, I don't know whether, because, because the 10K runners, I don't know whether mm. something happened and it mm. all got a bit wonky. I, I, I say I feel from it was super busy. People were late because the trains were up the, up the Swanee. We was late. Watch the video on Sunday. That'll explain that. But it was just, it was just one of those days. I think so. Yeah. But it was a, um, on that though. Yeah. Can I just say that I thought it was really well marshaled and really like the volunteers were incredible, as you just said. But these people are giving up their time for free. And I saw as I was coming through, you know, the bit that's a bit traily before you go through that big puddle that was there. Um, and there was a guy having a bit of a go at the marshal about how far out his watch was versus the mile markers. And you're like, why are you having a go at him? He's going to yeah. mile out. And my watch was out, but it is what it is. Don't have a go at the marshals. Don't have a go at the volunteers. They're there for free, giving up their time to help people out, right? So let's just be kind and gracious to all these people. Yeah. Gary just put about, he saw a bloke going mental doing uh, with a marshal. Again, we, we just spoke about it at the front end of the show about you know, men's mental health and all that sort of stuff. And, and in general, you, you've got to remember, right? You go after and start attacking people just because you're frustrated at something that you're not agreeing with. That is actually going to impact that person beyond what you expect. You think mm. you might be having a go at somebody. You might be, I don't know, just deciding to pick a fight with somebody because you think you know best. But that is ultimately going to impact that person. You don't understand what they're going through in their life. So just think about it. Like, and I'm the first person, right, to spout off uh, and whatnot, right? That that's that's me with some of my issues that I have, right? And and you know I can't help that sometimes. But ultimately, you, you try and think before you start laying into people and, and start having to go because you know, especially at an event like that where people are doing any marshal, any volunteer, they're all heroes, right? We would not be able to do these races that we like doing without them. It's as simple as that, right? So. If anything, go out and give them a hug, but just tell them you're going to give them a hug because otherwise they're going to think, you know, before you do it. Okay. So whoever that bloke was, I, I hope he regrets what he's done and he, and he writes in and apologizes and finds out who that person is. Right. Moving on. So, what, oh, uh, evening all. Yeah. So what else have we got coming in? I mean, oh, New Zealand. What yeah. New Zealand's from Wellington. It's 8 15. I love Wellington. Um, I love Wellington. Wellington was nice. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you go anywhere, New Zealand, both islands, you know, north and south, absolutely stunning. I mean, it's, you know, it's the sort of place your kids can still run out, run around outside without, you know, worrying about it. You know, it's 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 a, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. It really is. So we're, um, we're, we're heading over there. Yeah, what? Yeah, one we've got is about training plans, actually. So I'll hold that oh. until we get into that because I think mm-hmm. it's... Yeah. Well, we could crack on with that now, if you like. Okay, all right. So, look. The reason we wanted to talk about it, and it was Wilco's idea, uh, and, and it was a good idea, is because um, you're probably coming up to that point where at some next couple of weeks, you're probably going to have to start some form of plan. I'm guessing, look, right, we're, we're talking about probably the majority, but I appreciate that some people just like running. Okay, right, so. But uh, I've been, one of the things I've been really busy with the last couple of weeks is writing people's plans. But I appreciate with the cost of living crisis and, you know, everybody taking money out of your pocket, you probably haven't got that money to go and ask somebody like me to write you a bespoke plan. So what we, what we want to do today is try and help you out when you sit down to try and just give you some things to think about when you are when you are writing a plan. Now, you can get free ones online. Um, again, you know, 
the thing is with the three free ones online, they don't necessarily work for you. And I find a lot of people, they, a lot of runners who then end up coming to me, they say, yeah, I've got that plan, but it, it really didn't work for me or it was too fast. I, I picked up one runner this year, London Marathon. He took a Ben Parks training plan. There's nothing wrong with Ben Parks training plans. They're very good. Uh, but he took a Ben Parks plan that was too intense for him and he ended up getting injured. Now, again, just a quick caveat, that's not Ben Parks' fault, right? His plans are very good. I would recommend you check them out. But the point is, is he took one because he didn't know which one to take yeah. and it got him injured. And he ended up, you know, and, and I got old and we put a bespoke one together and blah, 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 and then he finished London. Um, so you, you, it's very difficult if you don't know what to what you're looking for. You think, yeah, actually, I I probably could do a uh, uh, three forty five, but you know, because uh, I went sub four, but that might be too much. You might end up on a on a place. So that's why today we want to try if we can. And I think the easiest way um, to, to to sort of break it down and make it easy is, is to talk about the sort of blocks within the plan. Now, because then that sort of applies to a twelve week half marathon plan or a sixteen week. Uh, um, uh, a marathon plan and now they're not set those those amounts but they're roughly what tends to work for most people okay so we're using them as sort of benchmarks um and i did a video on was it last week or was it coming out this week i've got no idea where we are but i did a plan i did a video i think it's out i think it's out actually where i'm talking about my plan that i'm doing for myself for london and manchester and I spoke about in that video these these blocks in which we're gonna what we're gonna go through today. So what I want you to do is I know if you're out running, you listen to this podcast, but effectively when you get home, get a pe- a pad, right? And effectively you're gonna we're gonna be doing four five yeah, four blocks and then you've got a taper. So um what do you want to do? Should we start into it now or do you what what do you want to do? Do you want to do some more I questions? Think what we wanted to say first that um you know, I've I'll just talk about what I've done before because I did um I Dublin was my third marathon and I decided to um um look at plans and then sort of like configure my own plans around it so I sort of like fit it into my schedule because I know I'm going to be doing particular things on particular days I tend to work a lot of weekends so I don't have you know sometimes I'll do my long run in the week and things like that so I basically adapted a plan for my for what suited me because, but I think I would not have done that for um, – if I was doing my first marathon, I wouldn't have done that. I'd be much more – I wouldn't fly solo so much. I'd be looking at much more a structured thing off a website or from a running coach. Yeah. So I don't think we're particularly talking about uh, – talking to beginner, beginner marathon runners, people going out and doing their first one. Would that be fair? No, I, th- I think we. No, I think we. We've got everybody here. Uh, is, no, but do you, would you recommend somebody doing their first marathon to draw up their own plan? No, I would. I would if I was if I was doing my first marathon, I would. And I did this when I did my first marathon. I spoke to my brother-in-law, who had completed a Milano marathon. I said to him, "What did you do? How did you go about it? What was you running?" He suggested how he did it. He then sent me to a. Was it? I can't remember whether it was in um, whatever it was. It was a website of some sort. And he said, look, this is what I've got. I think he might have even emailed it to me. Um, and then I sort of, I looked at my week and then I then sort of played about a bit. And then I then I then referred back to him and said, uh, so if you're doing your first one, um, ask somebody, speak to somebody on the 40 Runs Facebook community. Speak to somebody at your local club if you're, you know, a club runner or maybe you're one of our amazing satellite runners and you've got a place. Speak to somebody there and say, how do I go about this? Can you, you know, or, yeah, speak, you know, just find someone who 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 you respect and you appreciate and, and, and ask them for advice to start with. If you're not in a fortunate position to do that, then firstly, join the 40 Runs Running Community on Facebook. Uh, but if you don't have Facebook... Uh, find a plan online through like the London Marathon website, something like that, because they're obviously reputable and they're done. But you've got to be very careful on some of these plans because they're drawn up by people who ain't like I'm. I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name the YouTube channel, but there's a YouTube channel that gives out training plans, and I'm not sure they're written by coaches. So 
you've got to be very careful what you are getting. So make sure, so like London Marathon website is a good source because you know that's been written by someone who's qualified to do it. Yeah, sorry, Admin. Just, no, no, I don't, sorry. I think um, it's really overwhelming though. So as I think I've said on here before, I started running because I, I did that typical thing, which is I'm going to do London once in my life, got a place for a charity and uh, it was a bucket list thing. And you go out there and this is before, just before I'd found the 4D group, and you go, and I actually went onto a London Marathon website, and this is of no disrespect or not me having a dig at all because they are amazing, and I think it's brilliant that they do give plans out right for free, and they they it enables runners to get access to that, which is which is brilliant. But you look at them, and if you're a complete beginner like I was, it's really overwhelming going from like nothing, and the first few weeks build you up quite easily, and then you're like, oh my god, I need to go and run for two hours, three hours. How am I going to do this? And it's not just the long runs, it's all the stuff in between. And that's why I think what we're going to talk about is really important because you've got to think about what you can actually do. There's no point in, like I always say, there's no point in me looking at what Chris and Toby are doing, right? Because I'm not the same runner. So I'm and he not, does a lot of walking. <laughs> he does a lot of walking and a lot of eating, which I don't do either. Um, but it works. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? We should just let Toby do this. Toby, Toby, let talk everyone through what your marathon. Yeah, talk us through your plan, Toby, for said event in next year that we're not allowed to mention. Talk about what your plan is, right? Let's talk about Manchester. What does your plan look like? Plan Manchester. I haven't really looked at that yet. It's a bit early in advance for me, but I mean, we'll, we'll get there. We'll do a bit of running. We'll mix some stuff. A bit of walking. Well, I think it's quite important what, what Wilker and, and Admin were saying is that you look at a plan. And also you wonder how you can fit it in and you sort of go, well, the long run, I can't do that. And I work Saturday or I do. But I mean, the first thing that a coach will do when they come to you is ask what your week's like. And they will sort of profile where you're at and when you have time to fit these runs in, how many runs you can fit in a week. Because otherwise a lot of people go and they go, well, I've got to follow this word for word, which isn't true. And you can move stuff around. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's a pitfall, it, and that's the thing. But, but Toby, you still haven't answered the question. How are you going to train for, um, what was it you said, Manchester? How are you going to train for Manchester? Because apparently Mark said Fleetwood doesn't even have to train for marathons, as we know, because he doesn't train and runs a three, well, it's 3.46 because the course was short, but yeah, <laughs> marathon Toby. Stop it. Well, it? I haven't quite looked yet. I mean, I'll put a, I, might, I might look next year. What, you know, seven but... days of rest? Yeah, well, I might go up to, I don't know, what, 15 miles a week? I might taper, you know, what, taper about, what, 12 weeks out? Okay, 12 weeks out. Well, you heard yeah. it all here first, people. So, right, look, okay. So you've got, what you need to do is you need to, that you need to look in terms of how your week works, right? How does that week, is it is it a week that changes because of work commitments? Is it a week that is pretty steady? In terms of how it looks, what days? First thing I ask someone is, what days their rest days? Yeah. yeah, because they're really important. Then I'll say, what days your long run on? Right. So think about your week on a Monday to Sunday. Now you can start a week wherever you want, but look at it over a seven day period. Put in your rest days. Put in which day suits you for a long run, because that's the most important run that we need you to get. Right. Also in there, you need to think, because we've said it for the last couple of weeks, about your cross-training. We need you to do some strength and conditioning work, people. Even if it's literally going on YouTube and finding our hit session, cross-training session thing, YouTube video that's free for everybody, and just doing that in front of your TV, right? But you need to be able to do something, okay? When can you get a bit of that done? And then you want to say to yourself, right, so I've got my long run. I need a bit. I need a bit of sort of time off feet and also need to do probably a bit of speed work and then if you've got a little bit more time about that you can then think to yourself actually probably a bit of work at marathon pace and all that sort of stuff if you're as you say Wilco that's sort of next level up I need to be thinking about that so I've got I've said about it before on the channel you've got that low medium high efforts in there and then you've got your long run now your long run if you're only about to get out and run three times a week, your long run will be one of those efforts because your long run will be done at different effort levels. It could be done at an easy pace and you just time on feet. 
Or you could that week, it could be a medium effort because you're sprinkling in goal pace, right? So, or you could go out and chuck 16 miles at your ultimate gut marathon pace. So that would be a high effort, right? So, but ultimately we're looking for you when you're writing that plan for yourself to be looking for those key components, rest days, cross training, and then your high, medium, low, and then a long run or make that long run part of that week. They're the sort of components I want you to think about. Then in in the first four-week block, what I really want you to think about is, are you eating okay? Are you getting plenty of sleep? Are you taking on a lot of high, um, high fluids? I'm saying a lot of hydration, random. Um, but really, ultimately, within those first four weeks, once you start, you're looking for to find that consistency. We've said about it six billion times on here. We should somehow try and get that onto a T-shirt, be consistent, right? But you need to start finding those patterns and that frequency and everything else early doors in that plan, right? And that's what you need to to write down is, and that's why it's key to work out your days. Now, if you're on a, if you're on a, a shift pattern, or again, you, you know, work out roughly how your shift pattern works so you can find that consistency early in the plan, those first four weeks. But the intensity should be low, right? We're not looking for you to break down like walls. You know, we're not looking for you to go out and run 22 miles. Yeah. We're just looking for you to have a nice, low, intense four weeks. You're in marathon training mode. You've worked out your frequencies. You've worked out how best you can be as consistent as you can be within those first Because that is the building block for what would then be sort of stage two, I would say. Um, does that make sense, Wilco? Yeah. Yeah? Does yeah, that- you have to sort of like, it is a long slog. You have to feel your way in, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you, you have to find your way. We spoke about it before. It's like going to a honky-tonk. They're playing a really good song, and it's a two-step. And you find that rhythm while you're two-stepping on the dance floor. It's the same thing, yeah? It's all about finding that rhythm. See, I got it in there, Admin. It's all about finding that rhythm, yeah, in your plan. Early mm. doors. The earlier you do it, the better it's going to be. Because I tell you what, if you're in there crashing... Oh, I'm going to do an interval session here. I'm then going to go and smash that out of there. Oh, hang on. Machines are in. Like, you're all over the place. And also, your brain is going to get totally, totally fried. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're also going to get... Sorry, It's a good point. What Al uh, mentioned, it's a 14-day period. Funnily enough, if you're on a shift plan, I just literally got off the phone with somebody who I was doing a training plan for, and they do shift plans, and we spoke about two-week blocks, yeah? So if you're on a shift pattern, like I just said, 14-day period, because what you can do is you can pull stuff in and out of that two period of what works for you when you're not working. And that's why what Alan says is absolutely right. And that's why, so I just got off with some writing, uh, starting to put a plan together for somebody who's on shift patterns. 14 days does tend to work because you can, and that's, why, that's one of the reasons why, you know, some of the plans we do, you know, they're, they're two-week blocks because you can move stuff about. Yeah. So again, think about it. Like it's very dependent on you as as how your life is. But in those first four weeks, I want you to think about that. And then effectively you've done that building work, you're then gonna take a bit of a, a bit of a step back and go, right, how am I doing? So factor that into your training plan. How how you know a, a sort of step back week, not a down week, a step back week. Now that again can be not dropping a run, but instead of doing a 40-minute easy run, maybe you do 30 minutes, that sort of thing. Uh, and instead of doing 13 miles, maybe you go back to 10 and you're going to run that easy. Sorry, Wilco, I did cut you off. What was you trying no, to say? No, that's okay. I was also going to, you know, this is all this is all great advice and everything. I was going to say that also in the first four weeks, you will get into habits that are not necessarily related to the actual running. So you will get into this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You might get into like getting up an hour earlier before you go to work or something or eating your breakfast at a certain time and things like that. There'll be other things in your life that you'll be able to factor into your running day and your running plan and that's the time to build the foundation for that sort of stuff as well yeah one one thing i did uh did miss off uh because i was reading the comments um and thanks very much i can keep them coming in was uh one of the other things you need to add in when you when you're sitting down and, and try and drop is you need to put in on that plan the date of your race yeah. right you then need to put in your highest mileage run or time that you're going to do so whether that's three and a half hours 20 miles 22 miles whatever it is right i don't know you as a runner but you should also do that when we was talking about that first thing about writing in your rest days and all that sort of stuff i really want you to put that goal at the end and then sort of work back from there and that's where that's where this is now leading to in terms of these blocks but yeah i forgot to you need to put that in and i blame everybody for putting all the stuff in the comments i am um, yeah, as well you're right. Like finding that four, first four weeks, it's finding consistency, isn't it? And what that means for you and what that looks like and learning about food, what you're going to eat before a run, what doesn't work for you before a run um, and all of those bits. And I think the other thing is if you think, just think about those first four weeks and break it down because to my point, otherwise it feels you look at 16 weeks and go, oh my God, I've got 13 weeks before I do a 22 mile run or a 20 mile run. That is like, if you're, no matter how experienced you are, and I think we've all run more than one marathon, all of us sat around here, I don't think that 20-mile run ever gets any easier, right? It is hard work. Marathon training, is it is hard. The impact on your body, physically, mentally, is hard. And so instead of going, I've got 16 weeks to do this, just going, okay, right, first block's four weeks. Let me think about the first week or two weeks if that's you're in a shift pattern and you're doing it on two-week block. But it just feels more digestible to go, okay, right, these are the days I'm going to go out and run. That's it. And then look at the next bit. Yeah, I mate, you're right. I mean, we have got about 6 million questions. We'll come on to them in the yeah. second half. We do the second block, if that's all right, guys. I yeah. Think. Yeah, because. Yeah, so we'll talk weeks five to eight. Then we'll talk, I mean, obviously, we're talking about, um, we're just using an example of a 16-week marathon. Yeah, well, uh, well no, yes, yeah, it applies. I mean, I'm, I've deliberately avoided putting weeks on it on this yeah absolutely, deliberately mate. all right because <laughs> everybody's everybody's blocks and how they work because this could this applies also to a 20 week plan this applies to a 10 it, it it and even on a six week plan six to eight week plan which we're getting with england we're working like what we, they teach us working mesocycles and all this sort of stuff right so it's a period of time in which you know we can make changes and, and we can actually make the gain so we're trying to do that sort of stuff so i'm reluctant to put weeks on it because I don't want to, I don't want to box it up. Okay. But what I do want to say is, is, is to put these sort of blocks into place. So again, when you're sitting there writing your plan, I want you to think about this. So all you can think about is phases, right? So phase one, yeah, tick the box. I've done that. I've had my, I've had my step back week. The second part, right? Which I wouldn't say is necessarily the, 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 the. What's the best? We're starting to turn the engines on. Okay. This is where. I believe marathon training, if you're into marathon training, sort of comes alive because the first four weeks are sort of you're sort of laying down the foundations. It's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a sighter. Do you know what I mean? Um, you just put the saddle on the horse and you, now you're about to get on. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of thing before you you go out the gates. You, <laughs> you then go into that second phase. You then start looking at those high efforts and making them high efforts. Yeah you start stepping on it and saying and questioning yourself in terms of, am I really going for this? You start thinking about, I need to be pushing on here. This says to me, I've got to run an interval. You need to run an interval. You don't need to do a lactate threshold run when it says interval. You need to find that operating ceiling, that top of that, and try and push through it. Because the this phase and the next phase are where we're sort of 
putting that speed down and we're, we're, we're building everything in. So you do need to start licking at it. You know, you do then need to be putting down times in your, you know, in your training and, and more effort based on the separate stuff. Your, your mileage will probably increase again. This applies to catch the 5k all the way through to, to marathons, ultra marathons, but your mileage will start weekly mileage will start increasing. Bear that in mind because your body's going now going to start to feel the effects of it. It's not uncommon. And you will We spoke about this, you know, six months ago that, there's a period in that marathon training plan, for, as an example, that you go, "There's no way I can do this. I'm exhausted. I, I can't. I can't run past ten miles. I'm 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 spent." Because it, you're in that period of time where your body's taking a real pasting and you're trying to adjust. Um, but it, you will adjust, okay? Because your long runs will start picking up, right? So, just an example with my plan, I will after the fact the first couple of weeks, I then go into my 16, 18, 20 mile rotation. That's not what I'm telling you to do, but I will start putting mileage down into the long runs. Yeah. Because I want to start working that extra distance through my legs, building that stamina and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it'll be the same for you in that second phase. I want you to start thinking about increasing your mileage, but doing it in a way that you're not going to break yourself. So, you know, stepping up. So whether you start on week one at, I don't know, six miles, right? By sort of whenever this is, maybe you're probably 13 miles now. We then jump up maybe to 14 miles, may all go to 15. But just small gains now. We need to start climbing up that mountain a bit quicker in terms of getting up there in terms of distance, yeah? But we're still keeping the sort of pace, you know, a little bit of rain back. We're not, we're not letting the horse off just yet because that will come Later, what we're trying to do is just build that stamina into the week because you're starting to push hard on some of that other bit, that speed work. So you've got to give a little bit somewhere. Don't forget your easy stuff. Yeah, don't forget in your week where you've prepared however you're doing that you are doing plenty of easy work. It's got to be easy. And I mean like easy, not like because we've all got a natural pace that we're quite comfortable running at or run walking at. We've all got that. It's, it's, you know, you just didn't have a watch. You just go out and run at a certain a certain pace. But you need to intentionally run slow so your body gets gets time on its feet. It's in that aerobic state, so it is, you know, it is building and it's working nicely. But it's not really impacting you. It's not it's not fatiguing you. You know, it's not really shredding your muscles like a, a high effort would. So you need to be doing that. But you need to make sure you're doing that easy as well. So again, factor that into that second block that the, the stuff is, but the, the main focus for me in a second block for you is, is to start turning the engines on mm. and turning them up a bit and get, getting into it. I would say. Yeah. Right, so what we, yeah sorry. So what are we looking at for phase three then after we've sort of like cranked it? Well, let, let's get into some of the questions. I think we'll okay, We've done. Okay. Minutes. I know we, we're running a bit late, but let's, let's get a couple of questions. Right. Um, out. I think this one we've answered, which is, would you incorporate any weight training into the plans? So we spoke about we've done that, yeah. training, but. Yeah, we, I think we spoke about it before. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. Do you change the intensity and rest based on the runner's age? Online, the plans don't seem to. Yeah, you've got to fact that in, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Because you, you've got to think about recovery. Recovery is so important. and But fitness levels as well differ depending on, on age. It's it's uh, It has to be taken into account um, as you get older that's not to say that it's it's slower but you 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 would need to adjust accordingly 100 percent. especially mm. especially recovery um you know i would probably say to do more cross training low intensity cross training yeah yeah then i would say to somebody who's 10 years younger i would say you know you could probably afford to do more strength work to count some of that but get yourself i don't know in the pool if you're a little bit older, because that will help you in terms of recovery, but also it will really build that aerobic engine, but the impact's lower on your body. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. yes, you do have to think about that. Um, but that's not to say, because there's 60 year old geezers who are fitter than me, you know? Um, and like, look at Tobe, he's 10 years younger and look how, how much faster he runs and walks because he's 10 years younger than me. If we was the same, same age, Tobe, I would, I would whoop you boy. Absolutely. When you're going to get the bike out and do the extra bit of cross training, you're just I'm not doing that. biking. I refuse mm-hmm. to do any biking. You right, carry on, Abby. 
<laughs> it's a good point now on Toby's effort. If Wilco's at 60%, Toby, what's your average effort? <laughs> well, I, I would say the, the average effort is about 95. It's just not, not as often. Nine. There's no, I'm sorry. It's sorry. No, I'm sorry. There's <laughs> absolutely no way you do anything at night. You don't even eat at 95% effort level because I'm really good at that. <laughs> you're good at it, but you don't, you don't apply yourself when eating. Do you? I mean, there's, you don't want to put too much effort in. You it wasn't 100% effort. You left some of those that Cy still owes us for. So if you're listening, uh, you can just wire us the hundred pounds that you owe us for those sides, but you, you didn't do a, a hundred percent job on those sides, did you? The other day, I had quite a few of them. No, we didn't. You had a jalapeno as well. We did. Right, I mean, go on, carry on. Right, uh, Robert Hallam, remember 80 20 percent, 80, yeah, 80 20, sorry, um, and low heart rate, which I think could be quite it's quite hard. So, our ladies' groups, when we say to them, run a easy they're like what does easy mean so that's a good question chris when you're saying about plans and putting easy runs into them what does easy actually mean for people that have never done a training block before conversational like do it and then feel like you ain't done nothing you know like stop and and yeah let's quantify it if i run a 22 minute park run I will feel like I run a 22 minute park run. If I run 27 minute park run or 30, I'll stop and I'm lying down nothing. Hmm. And it's yes, I've still run, but I could have carried on doing that pace for another three hours. Yeah. yeah. It's that sort of knowing you can, you can stop and walk and then carry on. And like, you ain't done nothing. It, it's that, it's that ability to, to have complete control over that pace so you're you're really not impacting yourself. You're not out of breath. You're, you're not struggling. Your cadence, you know, you're not running too fast. It's nice and easy, and that's that's what you want. Uh, should fact should you factor nutrition when coming up with a plan? Yeah, I said it, Derm, at the thing. I said, look at your, look, make sure you're eating well, balanced diet. I mean, it's I'm not a nutritionist. Um, uh, Speaker's definitely not a nutritionist. But it's common sense, I think. If you're if you're looking at a plan, you've got to look at what you're eating. Look at what Wilco's doing. You've got to balance it out and make sure you are looking after yourself in terms of what you're consuming. Because again, it helps with recovery, especially like you know your proteins and all this sort of stuff. You know, you've got to make sure you are taking on a nice balanced diet when you're entering any form of um, change to your to your lifestyle. Yeah. Like your sleep and yeah, yeah, other habits about getting up in the morning, things like that. The first four weeks is the time to nail all that. Hundred um, percent. Two more questions, and then we'll go back to um, blocks three. But um, somebody said in they're in their fifties. Most of my cross training is Pilates. Is that okay? Yes. yes. Monica the osteo would be in heaven right now. She suggests we all do Pilates. I'll give her a shout out. She's been an osteo for eleven years. She's the yes. best osteo in this business. I'm, I'm not just saying that, right? She's genuine because somebody come to me, said to me yesterday, who went there. She said she's like just a, a magician. She was like, bum, 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 there's the point. Come out of there like a new woman. So if you're in Hertfordshire, she has no idea I'm saying this. So it's not paid like, you know, other podcasts. I'm genuine. Get yourself along to, uh, what is it? What's her business? MSB Osteo. Uh, I, I would travel. If I lived in uh, Newcastle, I would travel down. 16 hours or whatever it takes on the train for me to get to the Great North Run to see Monica. She's my hero. Okay, so make sure you said it. Right, carry on. Um, and then JBS, uh, friend of the show, but question, my cross-training tends to be in my garage, burpees, kettlebells and yoga. Is that suitable cross-training given 90% of my runs are at 127 heart beats per minute? Yeah, I think, I, you know, it's it's – it's, it's doing a good balance, you know, burpees, kettlebells, yoga. It's a good balance, JBS. It's, it, it, it's fine. It's, I think I wouldn't overcomplicate it mm. to a degree. It's like, am I doing something that's strengthening my upper body? Yeah. Is that, you know, strengthening my core? Yeah. Am I doing something that's ultimately strengthening my lower body? Glutes, you know, quads, calves, all that sort of stuff. I mean, how's the best point to talk about this? Because I'm getting not qualified PT. But am I doing in, am I doing something that's that's working and helping that? Yeah. And I'm keeping it dead simple here for a reason, right? And then am I doing something that is working my muscles 
but in a totally different way to my running and it's having low impact because I'm smashing the life out of them because I'm running for three hours on a Sunday. Yeah, I am because I'm doing swimming or what did you say? I'm doing yoga, right? That's yeah. the way I would look at it in pure layman terms and, and really basic stuff. So how you make that up is entirely up to you. It's just the fact that I'm, I'm, one, I'm a believer of, as everyday runner, as if I'm doing something, it's better than doing nothing. That makes sense? It's that yeah. basic. I yeah. think also as well that it's good that if you find something that you just like doing, that's yeah. going to do you good because you've got to be able to – it can't be a chore because if it's a chore, you won't want to do it and ultimately you won't do it. If yeah. it's something that you get out of thing and it becomes a release, you think, oh, you know, I'm out running five days a week. I could do with something else. I could do with switching off. Then going out and smashing out 30 lengths at a pool, you know, mm. it, it will be ideal if you – you know, if you can get out of it and you enjoy doing something different, mm. what that's what I'd say. Do what yeah. We come up to cross training, do what you do what you enjoy. Yeah. Don't go biking. <laughs> Tug, don't go biking. Right. Hold on, we're at forty eight minutes. All right, forty eight minutes. Let's crash through middle block. Yes. So middle block, right? So this is this is probably one of the most important points in, in this sort of plan that you're putting together for yourself, yeah. This is where everything is sort of coming in. You, you should start building that higher effort into that sort of longer run. So start, you know, if you're a little bit more advanced, putting those goal pace runs into those longer runs. You should be carrying on your speed work. Your mileage is going up. It's like everything is coming at you left, right and centre, making sure you are doing those, you know, 45-minute tempo runs. Yeah, as, a, as an example here, right? So something in the week, just taking it back a step, that's pushing you a little bit harder than that easy stuff, but it's not killing you like your sort of speed stuff, right? That's, you know, that's you almost got all the different parts coming at you. This is this, and this section so important. If you can nail this part of the plan, this will ultimately give you what you want at the end of the plan because you've done the leg work at the start, you've done the basics, you've got your consistency, boom. You then turned up the engine, thanks very much. This is starting to hurt, don't like it very much, but it's all right, I can manage it. This section is likely to kill you, but if you can if you can suck it up and do everything you're meant to do here and put stuff into your plan that will test you deliberately, then ultimately that will give you your end result. Because after that, and I've sort of skipped through that deliberately because of the time, because the last phase is effectively the conditioning element. We'll come on to that in a second. But this part here is probably, when you look at your plan, I want you to be thinking, this is the bit where it's going to count. Yeah? This is the this is the part where whatever I do here is going to make a difference. So, give an example, as we like to do. So, when I was marathon training for you, whatever it was, for the London Marathon, I was sweet as a nut. Um, I can't remember which year it was, but I was sweet as a nut. Phase one, phase two, beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Phase three, started bleeding out my nose, couple of pints a day, found a lump up there, all that sort of stuff. Had to have it removed. You know, all that, you know, surgery, bomb, out of action, done. So my, that section was gone. Then came back, because I had some good news that it wasn't, you know, came back. Didn't tell the doctor I was doing the London Marathon, caveat. But then I did the sort of last phase, which we'll come on to. But ultimately, I didn't have the engine. I didn't have that that third phase to propel me to the finish. So I had to step back because I was smart because I've been on this rodeo before. I knew that I didn't have that third phase to get me into that, you know, that 20 mile to 30, to 26 mile stage where this comes in. Yeah. I didn't have that. So I had to step out. I had to stop mm. at 20 miles and walk um, because basically I knew I didn't have it. And that's, that's a clear example of, of missing that section. So that's why that section is so important when you're writing your plan, you've got to think to yourself, this is where I'm going to do the really hard work, but it is where it will give you the result that you want. Does that make sense, guys? Yes, it does. What I'd like to say about this particular thing is um, 
bring in um, the subject of events. Bring in I I in the three marathon plans that I've found, I've found sort of we're talking, you know, we talked about phases and that, but in my case, it'd be a sixteen week plan. Around week eight or nine, you know, mentally I'm struggling and it's getting a bit on top of me and the thing. And I often find that having an event to look forward to at that sort mm-hmm. of point gives me a bit of a break, gives me something else to concentrate on and um, really helps. Yeah. yeah. I just did a I just did a plan for uh, Ben in Hartford and um, who's who's my hero and uh, mainly because he gets broken every week by Speako. But uh, we was talking about it and we came up with a plan that involved effectively two races, which would test him through his plan that would be his focal points through these phases in which I didn't go through the phases with what we're doing tonight. But when I'm, you know, coming up with a plan, this is what I'm thinking overall. Um, So we put in a cheeky 10 K in there that he can go and have a go at it, find out where his ultimate speed is. Yeah. That's a good pointer in terms of where his fitness is. Cause by doing a 10 K effectively, it's more than a fresh out run. You can really go after it. But it will ultimately show you where you're at. If you try and hang on to a pace, you'll know how you feel. More importantly, how you recover. We also put in there a half marathon. And I do the same. We we was discussing this. Um, I think I put in the group about a half marathon that we needed because I wanted a half marathon in March. And I would say we've done that for Ben because we're then looking has how's he feeling at goal pace in a in a in a race environment? How's you know, can he push out a time over the half marathon distance? If he can, we know we're in good shape, but we then still got time within a marathon plan to catch some of whatever we're missing. So if he's if he's got the speed, but you know, he could only hold it to ten, or you know, he crushed through it and, and he was feeling like he ain't done nothing at the end of it then we can throw a little bit more at him. Yeah. And that's, as you say, Wilco, it also breaks up the monotony of whatever you're doing, whether it's a cash to 5k, whatever, by putting something in there, it gives you, it gives you a target, but a short term target. Yeah. And, and within that plan, it can again, break it down like we've done with these phases. Guys, I'll just give you a heads up. We've got like six and a bit minutes. Can I just say one thing quickly on that racing? They're really important as well to, I think, do a race to not only test where you're at, but also the preparation of getting up, getting ready, going to a race, bag drop, how you feel. Because I I think I've said it before and everyone that knows me, I hate races. They give me anxiety. I hate all of that, the whole build up to it. I get there and I'll go and do them and it's fine. But I think it's really important to get used to that and get you being in that environment. Because if you're doing your training on your own, or even if you're going to a local club, all right, you might run with 5, 10, 20 people. But suddenly on the start line with hundreds of people or a thousand people, it feels very different. So doing that, I think just starts to put you in that mindset of, okay, right, this is how I feel. And this is where we're going. So then we've got the final block then. Yeah. Sorry. I was just having some Lucas. Out that That's right, mate. Well, it's a high, you know, you need to keep your energy levels up. You know, it's a long, Firstly, if Lucas, they want to sponsor this podcast. How do they, how do they get in touch? We'll come. Um, they want to get on the um, website 40runs.com slash long run and then just drop a little note in the box and say we'd love to come sponsor your podcast but we're open to all sports drinks coming and uh, pod- anybody we'll yeah, take, anybody. You know, we're not fast. and I've got to give a shout out to Mrs Ford for buying this for me every week to keep me yeah, up Nick playing a blinder again absolute legend my wife is uh, puts up with me um, right so final block okay so look, this kind of inc- we've got taper as well so yeah but it's kind of a little bit tapers a little bit more. We probably need to do a little bit more on that. All I would say to you is in that final block. So again, when you're sitting down and you're working out what the final part of this jigsaw looks like, do remember you've got some form of um, taper in there. Hayden spoke about it last week, how important it is to get it right. Okay. Cause it's recovery. You're getting yourself mentally reset, all that sort of stuff. But your last part of the puzzle is the conditioning element. It's that it's that sort of dialing down the speed a bit. You know, you're focusing in on maybe, let's say it's a bathroom training plan or half, you know, you're focusing in a little bit more on that sort of longer run that you're going to do. 20 miles or 14 miles, whatever it is, you know, or that three and a half hours that you're going to do on your feet. Whatever it is, you're, you're sort of narrowing in on that as a end point. Yeah. So you're probably going to dial back the speed a little bit because you don't want to be wrecking yourself 
ready to you want to be able to do these long runs do this long period of time on your feet but do them well so you don't want to be in a, an, a, a totally wrecked state yes we, we we like you to run tired because that helps build that fitness yeah but ultimately we could you can afford to dial back some of that speed so maybe put um instead of like i don't know uh, uh in the session in the week it's intervals maybe you'd be better off doing another tempo run you know, it's a little bit less of a body wrecker. You know, you you can go out, you know, some of these, you know, Olympians, they go out and do double threshold running, right? Like Ben, someone was talking about Ben Felton on uh, yeah. Fenton on here. Um, it, you know, he does a lot of double threshold runs and stuff like that. Uh, and ultimately that builds his pace. So, you know, I'm not saying do that, by the way, but I'm just saying dial maybe some of that speed back, put some of that more medium work in there because your focus is ultimately going to be trying to accomplish that that longer distance, that bigger stuff. And you do need now to be thinking about condition. You do need to be thinking, right, I'm starting to move towards race day. I've blown it out in that third period, probably wrecked myself a bit because I went full guns blazing. I now just need to make sure I get through this next phase unscathed, come out of it not broken. So then you can start your taper if you're going to be doing a taper and you get to the start line in the best possible shape. So it's sort of, you're now on that wave that you're riding out the wave. You know what I mean? As mm. you're come, as you're coming through you if, if you was on a horse and you was in that, in that gallop, you would then be probably coming down to a nice trot, you know, but a real nice speed run. that was just gliding in back to the corral. It's that sort of thing. And you're just bringing everything down a little bit because you know, you've, you've still got to push out probably quite a hefty long run that's not now that can be 5k that can be 22 miles whatever it is doesn't matter but you just need a little bit you know it what you do here won't necessarily impact the race but what if, if you absolutely cock this bit up you could end up with a problem on the race day that's probably the best way to look at it yeah. if you go carry on going mental and running well beyond yourself then the chances are you're going to wreck yourself a race day. And this is where it comes now to that point of overtraining. We've spoken about it before, where you're yeah. literally just smashing against a brick wall. For, and you're not really doing anything because most of your fitness has already been gained. This period is just about consolidation and conditioning. Make sense, guys? Yeah, getting there on the day. That's This is the time to be thinking about, I just want to get on that start line and give it a good go. Yeah, basically. And that, and that pretty much, I would say, because of the time, wraps it up i would say if you if you take not all of it right again i'm not some genius guy here right but if you can take bits of this and what we've all spoken about tonight Hmm. when you're sitting down trying to save a few pennies to do yourself a plan grab a bit online you know grab some of ben park's plans one of our plans whatever you want to do get off virgin on the virgin marathon anymore but you know what i mean you know get bits and bobs and, and chuck them all in then Take some of this on board, and I hope it does help. But it gives you, it gives you something. Now I've got, to, I've asked someone's put a question in about eighteen times, <laughs> so I'm going to answer this because it keeps coming up, and then and then we'll we'll wrap this up. And we've got to give a shout out to the guys tomorrow. Question from Triple X Triple X, which is uh, an interesting name. Let me know in the comments what your real name is. That'd be super awesome. Uh, who do you think out of the running vloggers? Ben Felton, Ben Parks, Andy Rayner, which is the Forest Team runner, Matt Rees, who's the Welsh runner, or Speaker, or any other 40 member raced against each other in a marathon, what order would they finish? Firstly, and don't take this wrong way, but I don't really care because it, for me, I, I don't worry about times. I couldn't give a monkey's what people run. They are all, all of those people on there, super nice people. Uh, and you're referring really to UK runners, I would say, but Ben Felton, there's no US like Capuzzi or any of those guys on there. Um, ben Felton is is killing it in his training, but so is Matt Reese. Andy Forrester Dean is, is exceptionally fast. So I don't know what the order would be, but I tell you what, I, I'm in something where they have been discussing doing a sort of sports day of all those people, not all those people, because some of those I'm guessing won't want to come to that. But um, We'll do some form of sports day. So one of one of the other channels that you didn't mention, who I've got to give a shout out, which is Ben from um, This Messy Happy. He's coming back to the UK and threatened to organise like a sports day for some of the YouTubers, which would be quite cool. So I don't know if I'm meant to say that, by the way, Ben, so don't shoot me. Um, but that would be kind of cool. But yeah, whatever. 
it, it, I don't really care. I've got, I've got no interest in times. I, I Maybe I'm just, just no, different but... to people. I don't care. They're just nice people. They make good running videos. Go and, go and check it out. They're all good, also, they're all good guys. Good luck to Ben, who's doing Valencia on Sunday. Is it this Sunday? It's Saturday, Sunday, isn't it? Matt yeah. Reese is also doing it as well. Right. Yeah, Matt's also, uh, Matt's also. And I think Ben's, Ben Parks is out there as well. <laughs> so there you go. That that will probably give you your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch Valencia on YouTube or something. Get, and then yeah, get, on, get the results and then we'll know. Yeah, you let us know next week. Okay, then. Well, I hope that we've added some value and um, given you a few things to think about over the weekend. Um, thanks, everybody, for your company. Oh, before we go, um, I want to say that in two weeks' time, we will be having uh, – Sabrina will be in the chair and we will be having another um, episode where we're talking about uh, – running issues that are more centred on um, on women. Um, yeah. uh, Gemma and Mel coming? Gemma, Mel, I've got a special guest, which I will we'll tell you all about on the um, Facebook group and we'll let you know next week. But it's really important, men and women, if you've got questions, topics, stuff you want us to talk about, um, please send them in via the contact page or post them on the Facebook group and just tag me and I'll pick them up. But it's a lady special. It's us talking about those issues. but it is really important that men ask the questions as well. If there's stuff that's on their mind, stuff they want to know that help them be part of a community or, or um, kind of support to female peers, then yeah, please do get in touch. Can't wait. Okay. So that is on the 16th. So that is two. Uh, we are, we're now live on Friday, December 2nd. So that will be in two weeks time. Chris yeah. has his hand up. So I'll ask him what he wants. Go give a shout out to JBS for the super chat. Love you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks for that. Good luck to everybody who's going to Clapham this weekend, particularly. Um, thanks ever so much for your company this week. Um, big shout out to Sketches for their support of the pod and, um, and to your listeners. Us, you know, we love your questions and your attention. That's thanks ever so much for joining us. We are on Facebook and YouTube every Friday at seven o'clock. And if you can't catch us, then you'll find us on your podcast provider of choice, whether that's Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. Please write a review and tell people how wonderful we are. And um, you know, we can get a few more on the gate because we'd like to be. We've been number two this week, and we'd love to be number one running podcast for Christmas. So if you could arrange that, that would be lovely. Don't forget if you've got a question. Go to 40runs.com slash a long run and drop your drop your notes in there and um, we will pick them up. So thank you very much for your attention. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Yeah. And we'll see you next Friday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.